Good afternoon, everybody, uneducated economist here. So I'm about ready to hit that 100,000 subscriber mark. I'm like 90 subscribers away right now. And I think it would just be really cool if we could hit that 100,000 subscriber on the 4th of July. Like, what a great way to remember 100,000 subscriber mark than to have it happen on Independence Day. That, to me, would just be like, that would be the ultimate. And I can't thank you guys enough. You know, I mean, I thank you guys all the time, but really... I never thought this channel would go anywhere. I never thought that I would have a thousand subscribers, let alone a hundred thousand subscribers. But yet here we are, and I really feel that this channel is more about the viewership. The the people who come here, comment, have the conversation. We have the best. We have the best viewership on economics as far as any economics channel out there. I really feel that the viewers of this particular channel are the best. Take a look at the comment section. It's full of working class people sharing their thoughts and ideas. I mean, we have financial advisors, CEOs to Fortune 500 companies. Everybody comes to this channel to get the information, to have the conversation, to see what it is that other people are talking about. I put out the idea, I put out the information, but it's more about you. It's more about your comments, your conversations, your view of the economy. I mean, I come up with some stuff that's pretty far outside the box, way outside of like mainstream media stuff, but it's the conversation that we have that's the most important part of this channel. And I really do. I feel that, you know, the viewers of this channel are the best and I can't thank you guys enough. I mean, we built an amazing platform off of this platform. We built an amazing community and we share some really good ideas and thoughts. And I, I just don't know what to say about it other than thank you. Thank you so much for being here and helping me get to this, to this sort of level. I mean, YouTube's changed my life. You have changed my life. All the support and the encouragement that you have done, I'm not the same. Like, I am not the same person I once was. And you guys are awesome. Thank you. Let's talk economics. Uh, a lot of people ask me, where do I get my information? Like, where where do I go? What websites do I go to? I really don't have, like, any particular place that I go to to get information. I just kind of take this shotgun approach to searching out different articles. If I find a topic that I want to read up on, I might go to, like, four or five different sources, just random sources to kind of get an idea of what everybody else is talking about. Maybe pick one of those articles that I feel that is the, the most in line with what I want to have a conversation about. But this particular um, FreightWaves.com is an excellent, excellent place to go to to learn about the supply chain and the supply chain breakdown. This is a good article talking, uh, let me see, the title of it is July 1st deemed Bloody Friday in shipping due to stock drops. And they're talking about the freight liners out there, the people who haul those containers, those containers that went from $5,000 to $25,000 in order to take them from China to the United States. And I said it a long time ago that I wonder how much inflation we would actually be experiencing if all those freight, all those containers, all that freight that was sitting outside of, of the ports was actually flowing through the country and sitting on the shelves. Would we have experienced as much inflation as we did? I thought I said it was more about a supply chain breakdown than it was the monetary policies coming from the Federal Reserve. But it's really difficult for people to kind of wrap their heads around that idea when you have like quantitative easing into the trillions of dollars and inflation starts running rampant. They just, they're like, what is it? Two and two makes four. What else do you need to look at? 
But I have been saying it for quite some time that I felt that it was more of a supply chain breakdown and not so much about the monetary policies. Well, now we're starting to see the evidence of that. As the freight starts to flow into the country, inventory levels are starting to rise and you're going to start seeing prices drop and drop dramatically in order to get this material to flow through the nation. And this article here is pretty much saying the same thing. Listen to this. Friday will be hereby known in shipping as Bloody Friday. Jay Mintzmeyer, head of research at Value Investors Edge, tweeted. It goes on to say, or the article goes on to say, stock prices for shipping giants such as Zim Integrated Shipping Services, Genco Shipping, and Eagle Bulk Shipping experienced major drops Friday. Experts said that the decrease could be due to weakening manufacturing activity in the U.S. and weakening demand for consumer goods as the country shifts to post-pandemic economy. And this is something that I have been saying for quite some time, that the overwhelming consumer demand was completely false. It didn't exist. It was never there to begin with. Now, it's really difficult for these manufacturers to see that it was a false demand because it had to do with the bullwhip effect. When you have disruptions or obscurities within the supply chain that don't show a clear picture of what's happening. So, and, you, and it had a lot to do with panic buying because there were shortages, right? The stuff wasn't flowing through the country. So when it did show up, people would buy up all of it. And it had a lot to do with allocations. So if you order 10 and you get three, you might order 30 so you can get your 10. And this is what we were experiencing. This is why we had this overwhelming consumer demand is because of this allocation and panic buying that was taking place. But it was really false. It didn't, it, it, it wasn't really there. I mean, that's like false demand happening. But the manufacturing, they don't know that. So they started ramping up manufacturing to try and supply into this false demand. But what ended up happening is that the manufacturing is real. The demand was false. Now the inventories are starting to rise and people don't know what to do with all this surplus inventory. It goes on to say here, talking about the um, the freight here. Let's see. Um, oh, here we go. The downgrade was based on concerns over weaker U.S. demand. The analyst said large American retailers have indicated spending on goods is falling and they have excess inventories. Right? This is exactly what we were saying a few weeks ago, talking about Walmart and Target goes on to say here, oops, on this one, um, heightened demand for U.S. imports during the pandemic led to port congestion and skyrocketing ocean price or ocean spot rates. And this is something that I experienced myself. Now, most of like, now a lot of you know that I work retail at a lumberyard hardware store. I do retail sales for a living. Now, part of the shortages that we were, we were having was interior trim. And interior trim, although there's quite a few domestic manufacturers of it, a lot of it comes from foreign imports. And the major increase in the price of that came from the shipping containers. $5,000 shipping container ran up to $25,000 and the price of the goods inside of it followed suit, right? So the input cost of shipping going into these items really drove up the price of, or drove up the inflated price of these of this interior trim. And that was just an example. So. I felt that if this was happening throughout the rest of the economy, that is not exactly like a real increase as far as inflation due to monetary policy that had more to do with supply chain breakdown and cost of shipping going up. But it goes on to say here, um, 
Given the slowing consumer demand, this congestion could unwind rapidly, and our view, driving a sharp correction in ocean spot rates, the analyst said. Zim's largely charted fleet and lower proportion of contracted volumes make it more exposed than other carriers to declining spot rates. So if the input cost going into these items was due to the spot rates skyrocketing, well, those things are coming down. What happens when you have an oversupply? Competition kicks in, and next thing you know, prices are falling in order to be more competitive. And that's more of what we are going to experience going here into the future. And manufacturers are going to end up slowing down dramatically because they have oversupplied into this false demand that was happening. Now, something that I feel a lot of people are, are going to be in disagreement. And I, there was a comment you know, in this article, one of, somebody had commented, and I thought it was pretty interesting what the comments said. It goes on to say this. It's fun. This is not part of the article. This is one of the, this is like somebody's comment on that article. It says, it's funny that the blame is on surplus stock, right? That's what I'm blaming it on. It's funny that the blame is on surplus stock and low demand, but the shelves are still empty in a lot of places. Well, it's not going to be. Go check out Walmart and Target right now. It's safer to argue, this is what he's saying, it's safer to argue that the price fix is on. And to save money, they are holding inventory until the prices go up. This is what he's saying, like, okay, so we got all this inventory that's going to come in, but because the prices would come down, we're going to actually hold that back and drive the prices back up. This is what he's saying. Orders made during tight shipping windows saw shelf price at 30 to 50% higher shipping costs. Okay. I don't, I don't know if it was quite that, but okay, we'll go with that. Now the inventory is stalled, I'm thinking stalled, and the prices went down. So the priced COVID inventory is basically worth less than when it was purchased and has lower resale value. Therefore, they need the carriers to lose the stock, like I guess push it off the ship and let it sink into the bottom of the ocean and claim insurance against it because selling it would be 30 to 40% loss immediately. The hot potato is permanent detention for overpriced stock. I disagree with that. And the main reason is, is that the just-in-time supply chain, just-in-time delivery, is by far the cheapest, most efficient way of going about delivering items from the manufacturer to the retailer. Now, when you start stocking stuff, when you have it sitting in ports, when you have it sitting in containers, if you have it sitting in warehouses, but you don't have it on for sale at the retail centers, that's going to cost money. It costs money to store it. It costs money to insure it. It costs money in interest. That costs money. That's why the just-in-time delivery system was so efficient and cheap. And anytime that you start holding back on del delivering this stuff to the retailers, it's going to cost you that much more money. The only way to fix the problem of oversupply is to drop prices dramatically and get that stuff moving through the nation. The only problem with it is, is that you have the manufacturers out there who are going to, who have overexpanded themselves during the big run-up when they had this overwhelming consumer demand that was completely false. It didn't exist. It, it never happened out there because of the allocations. You know, you order 10, get three, you order 30. If you can't get it, you panic buy. You buy it more than you can. That was the real reason why we saw the overwhelming consumer demand. And now we're getting the problems that, that come from that because now the demand is gone, but the product are still coming in.
once the manufacturers have no orders coming in or less orders coming in and they have to deal with their over expanding like hiring more people building up their facilities to deal with this overwhelming consumer demand they're going to start going out of business once all that inventory starts moving moving through and gets distributed out there to to the people once they buy it all there's not going to be a whole lot of manufacturers coming in behind them to refill that inventory so the real shortages have yet to come all right, I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you, everybody who has subscribed to the channel. Can't wait to hit that 100,000 mark. Take a look down in the description at the uh, for the article. Uneducated Economist. You guys let me know.